Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Move over, radical Islamists. China wants to be terrorist number one. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist, and you are a terrorist therapist. Well, yes, you know, I think um, we have been to some extent around the world, not just in America, people have been thinking um, perhaps a little too naively that China is our BFF. (laughs) And they have been showing themselves um, to uh, not quite live up to that. Now, I'm gonna be talking today about things that are pretty amazing. Um, You know, that, uh, that we really, you know, of course, of course, with coronavirus, we are, we have begun to suspect that China may not be our BFF, okay, but um, it goes a lot deeper than that. So let me get on with it. I'm going to be telling you, first of all, about how, according to the Director of National Intelligence, China is the national security threat number one. Then I'm going to tell you about how they have been um, peddling falsehoods about uh, the COVID uh, epidemic that, you know, trying to deny that they had anything to do with it and uh, deny that uh, it's bioterrorism. However, you know, clearly um, it's very hard to deny all of that. Then I'm gonna tell you about the scariest thing of all. (laughs) Uh, They are building a DNA database. They have been building a DNA database. They are still building it, and it is the biggest in the world. Why is that a problem? You will hear. And then last but not least, um, I will ask the question, what, where does America go from here now that we are uh, getting to be more aware of all of these things? Now what? Okay, so let's start with John Ratcliffe. Um, He has been coming out just recently to say, and again, he's the Director of National Intelligence, And he has been coming out to say that um, the People's Republic of China, in other words, we're talking about communist China, the government, not the the Chinese people per se. Um, So communist China poses the greatest threat to America today. Um, Beijing wants to dominate the US and the rest of the planet economically, militarily, and technologically. That is what he has said. Also, another example of this, um, is how they invested in Dominion, the, um, the computer programming that has caused the 
election to become fraudulent. Well, the, the software didn't, it's the people who use the software. But you get the point that, that uh, how much was that a plan of China to disrupt the, erect, the, the election and to have it go in favor of Biden? Because uh, as I'll be telling you at the end, he is a lot more friendly and in debt, indebted in a sense, not financially necessarily, well, that too. But um, there, China has a hold on Biden, notably by his son, Hunter Biden. But we will save that for later. Um, according to John Radcliffe, he is talking about China's economic espionage. And um, by that, he means how they rob, replicate, and replace. Robbing US companies of intellectual property, replicating the technology, and then replacing US firms in the global marketplace. Uh, an example also is that they have been paying off uh, scientists to um, steal research and development secrets. And an example of one that was just recently ar arrested is the head of Harvard's uh, chemistry. He was the head of Harvard's chemistry department. And he was uh, being paid about $50,000 a month by China as part of their plan to attract top scientists and reward them for stealing information. Um, what John Radcliffe, again, the uh, Director of National Intelligence said is, quote, there are a lot of people who for economic reasons don't want China to be our greatest threat. There are a lot of people who for political reasons don't want China to be our greatest threat. But the intelligence doesn't lie. China is our greatest threat, and it's not even close. No other country has the capability of essentially taking away the American dream and a specific plan to do so. Now, when the number one direct, number one person in the United States, the director of national intelligence, tells us these kinds of things, we had best listen. Um, now let me tell you about the... Uh, China peddling falsehoods about, about uh, the COVID pandemic. <laughs> you know, it's so, so lame, quite frankly. I don't know how they think that people are going to believe them. But, um, okay, so they're doing various things to try to pretend that it wasn't them. <laughs> didn't come from Wuhan, or if it did, it wasn't, they didn't create it, right? Okay, so, what, so they're doing various things to get us to believe not just us, but the whole world, to get the whole world to believe that the uh, coronavirus didn't come from China and wasn't bioterrorism. Um, but so as part of their way of doing that, they have taken experts' remarks out of context and they have twisted them and um, used them as propaganda. In other words, um, put words in these experts' mouths so that people would believe them. So for example, um, they took some remarks from a Dr. Ryan and they falsely claimed that he had said that the virus existed around the world but happened to be discovered in Wuhan. Now he did not say that, but that's what they're pretending. Uh, another uh, scientist, this time a German scientist who is the director of the Institute for Biosecurity Research in Germany, 
Um, they, his face and his name have been all over the state-run media in China. And they take it out of context and they um, are pretending, <laughs> lying, that he said that Italy, not China, is where the coronavirus started. So there are photos of him on Chinese news sites under headlines reading, China is innocent. So there are other ways that they are trying to push this theory that it wasn't them. I don't blame them. Uh, they're saying that packaged food from overseas might have brought the virus to China, or the virus could have started in India, or <laughs> maybe it's in your backyard. Um, apparently there are people, uh, and rightly so, within the Communist Party who are very concerned, very anxious, about the international, the damage to China's international reputation because of the pandemic. I mean, that is true. I actually was quoted in um, uh, the Epic Times, I believe, or, or NTD, talking about how the coronavirus coming from Wuhan and most likely being bioterrorism has gotten the world to open its, its eyes and realize that maybe China isn't our BFF. Um, so they are getting nervous about this and um, they are particularly getting nervous or somewhat nervous about the fact that the World Health Organization is investigating, uh, do, going deeper into an investigation into how the virus jumped from animals to humans, how the virus actually came about. Um, but you know, whether how much the World Health Organization is really going to dig up and how much we can believe what they ostensibly dig up is in question because China has a lot of influence on the World Health Organization um, through the, the head of the organization. And I did a, a previous podcast, Terrorist Therapist podcast about China um, and talking about the World Health Organization and their influence. So please look that up in the uh, archives and um, you can read about that. So the, China is trying to get uh, Chinese scientists uh, to lead the investigation for WHO. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> you know, obviously they have a lot to be concerned about in terms of finding out that it is a weapon of bioterrorism. Okay, now in terms of the frozen food packages, um, they're saying these frozen food, food packages from abroad brought the virus to China. Um, they are saying they detected the virus on pork from Germany, shrimp from Ecuador, salmon from Norway, and other products. Uh, but the World Health Organization has said that the probability of becoming infected from uh, contact with food and food pocket packaging is low. You know, that's why people have been uh, less obsessive about, you know, why cleaning off the outsides of packages. Uh, in the U.S. Now, even if the virus could spread through frozen foods, um, or packaged foods alone can't explain why the first major outbreak took place in Wuhan. Why would this packaged food, these various uh, kinds of packaged food that they're mentioning, how would that just have occurred um, initially in Wuhan? Doesn't make any sense. Then, um, 
then, uh, of course, the, another theory that they have been uh, advancing is that the United States military brought coronavirus to Wuhan. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and other than they've mentioned Spain is another country that it could possibly come from. I mean, they are grasping at straws. Okay, when we come back, we're going to be looking at DNA, how China is collecting the world's DNA, and the reason is sinister. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show. Uh, we are talking today about a super interesting um, threat, <laughs> not only to the US, but um, as I've been saying, China's plans are really to take over the world. Um, and they are uh, doing it in various ways. I've started to mention some of them, but what I'm about to talk about uh, is the scariest. Now, again, the title of today's podcast is um, move over radical Islamists, China wants to be terrorist number one. So, okay. Um, apparently, China has been collecting people's DNAs from countries around the world and their own um, for years. And um, this actually, this information I'm going to tell you about has just been released by uh, a man named Gordon Chang, and he is an author and a columnist, and his book is about China. He's obviously an expert on China. So um, he is saying that the next disease could be far more deadly than COVID-19. The next disease from China could be far more deadly. Um, so they've been collecting DNA from around the world in various sinister ways <laughs> and um, to fulfill their sinister aim, um, which should concern us all. They have collected over 80 million health profiles. They have the largest DNA database in the world. Now, why would China or any country, anybody, go through all this trouble to, to collect, and they're still going, 80 million health profiles. Well, the reason is um, this allows them to create bioweapons designed to target specific ethnic groups. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, now, these could be various countries, particularly the US, this could be even some of their own people who they want to uh, get rid of. Um, this could be whoever, whatever strikes their fancy now that they have uh, all these, all these um, DNA profiles. Um, and he is telling us about this because he's concerned that the next disease is going to be more transmissible and far more deadly than coronavirus. So now they collect the DNA of their own citizens for purposes, well, supposedly for purposes of law enforcement, tracking down dissidents and forming a tightly controlled surveillance state. I mean, that is true. They are, some of the, um, you know, some of the things, some of the controls that China has on its people, it's like from a, a well, it's from a dystopian novel or a dystopian movie um sci-fi it's it's uh and and of course it's evil because this is 
This is a communist country. This is a, a country where the ruling party wants to be to in total control of their citizens. And so collecting DNA of its own citizens allows them to keep track of each person, particularly dissidents, particularly people who want to rise up uh, against the Communist Party for law enforcement also. And then uh, it's an incredibly, incredibly uh, tightly controlled surveillance state through all kinds of technology. Um, so they, they found three ways to obtain DNA of foreigners uh, and they are using all three of them. For example, number one, they are, they have been buying American companies that have DNA profiles. So, you know, that could be all kinds of things like ancestry, uh, kinds of, um, you, you know, when you send in your DNA for, uh, to get your ancestry profile, you know, it looks like a fun thing to do when you see the commercials on television. <laughs> but little, I bet you, 99% uh, of people do not realize that many of these companies are owned by China and therefore they have access to your DNA. Then another way that they're obtaining DNA from foreigners is they are subsidizing DNA analysis for ancestry companies. And the third way is hacking. So for example, in 2015, um, they hacked Anthem, Anthem Blue Cross, it's the second largest um, health insurance uh, company in the US. And so, you know, now, <laughs> now they have profiles of everybody who uh, gets their health insurance from them. So then they have another way um, is, and, and that is, well, not to get DNA, but they're, they're using, they're increasing their database by what um, this author is calling vaccine diplomacy. So now we're talking about the coronavirus vaccine, although presumably it may well have been other vaccines previously. <laughs> yeah, this is a cool, <laughs> very clever. You create a disease, coronavirus, then you go to other countries and you tell, and then you create a vaccine for the coronavirus, and then you go to the other countries and you say, hey, we'll let you have this vaccine if you give us your information from your population. In other words, um, they're saying they need to complete trials on the vaccine to test the vaccine, and they're going to use a particular country's population as part of the test. Uh, and then they say, if you don't let us do this, if you don't participate in the trials, if you don't give us information, you're not getting the Chinese vaccines. Now, and of course they go to countries that, um, are not that are have um, don't have a lot of money to buy vaccines if they had to do it themselves and they you know they want the vaccines and so they do this trade they get the vaccine from china and they give china dna and uh, whatever other medical uh, information they want from the country so right now china has five coronavirus vaccine candidates that have reached three phase three in clinical trials. And um, the final phase of these trials has been rolled out in at least 16 countries, including Brazil, Turkey, Morocco, and the United Arab Emirates. 
So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a significant trade. I, I'm not really sure that these countries realize just how much they're giving up. I mean, yes, we're kind of all desperate to control coronavirus, but at what cost? So why does China want this information? First of all, they want to dominate in the biotechnology industry. Uh, they have made a Made in China 2025 initiative. And this is a decade long program to dominate certain industries and biotechnology is one of them. Made in China 2025, very clever. You know how, remember when Made in China used to, you know, if you saw it on the bottom of a vase or something, or, or a piece of clothes, you would think, oh, well, this, you know, wasn't very expensive because they put people in sweatshops to make these things. Um, so now they, they sort of turned it around and are, you know, proud of it. Made in China 2025, because it's sort of an inside joke, I would think, that it's their plan to take over the world. Okay, the second reason why they want all of this uh, DNA is more sinister. And that's because, as I was starting to say, that they are trying to develop diseases that don't just target anybody and everybody, but only certain ethnic or racial groups. Um, so when they have all this data, the genetic data, they can, they can um, find, you know, if they have your DNA, they can find which things would, which diseases would, you would be particularly vulnerable to. Now, at the same time that they're going around the world gathering uh, everybody else's DNA, they are not allowing Chinese DNA to be given to foreign researchers. Now, of course, you know, I would think that there's sort of a flaw in that, which is that um, there are plenty of Chinese people in the United States, for example, you know, who, have, who came here, perhaps their parents were born in China, but they're uh, second or third generation. And I would think that uh, if the United States wanted their DNA, I'm not saying that, that, I don't know, I don't think that there is any such plan afoot, but there are Chinese people outside of China. So I'm not really sure that that, uh, they might not be letting them have the DNA from the Chinese people in China, but I don't know that that's a foolproof plan. Anyway, when we come back, I will be telling you more about um, this uh, nefarious plan of China to, um, to collect DNA. And I will also tell you, answer the question, um, why, you know, what now? <laughs> what happens now? So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking today about move over radical Islamists. China wants to be terrorist number one. And these things that I'm in the middle of telling you about in regard, well, in all of the things, but especially this collection of DNA, is pretty scary, pretty terrifying. It's very interesting. You know, they're terrifying us, <laughs> I guess, in more subtle ways than radical Islamists, um, and perhaps more technologically sophisticated ways. Um, but although, I mean, except for Iran and their nuclear program, but, uh, but you know, it, again, this has sort of been the, uh, the um, we're only now coming to recognize the depth, uh, not only the depth of, of um, how dangerous they can be, 
but um, the fact that they have these plans, you know, which uh, this Made in China 2025 initiative, which is a 10-year plan, so that means that they were at least uh, that they had had initiated this initiative in 2015. So, um, so, um, so you know, we it's time we woke up to it, and that is why the uh, director of national intelligence is trying to uh, get people to wake up. Okay, so I was talking about DNA um, and how. Uh, and how the point is to be able to then create bioweapons, more bioweapons. I am firmly convinced that coronavirus is a bioweapon that was created purposely um, in China. And the more that we find out about them with all of these other aspects, the more likely it is. But, but also because there have been scientists, American as well as Chinese, who have reported uh, who were working in that lab or had some kind of contact with that lab who reported um, that that's what they were trying to do. Now, whether it came from bats or other animals or, um, or was purely, you know, chemically combined, biochemically combined, um, I don't have the details on that. But I do, I, I do remember, um, you know, at the very beginning, uh, and I'm pretty sure this is in a previous podcast, that um, there were all these theories about, you know, where, how it came from the, seemed to come from the Wuhan market, you know, a raw uh, meat or fish market. And, you know, yes, indeed, it might have been planted there, um, you know, or there really were theories about how one of the workers in the lab, in the Wuhan lab, um, virus lab, uh, might well have gone to that market and it might well have been inadvertent that it was released at this particular time, but there does not seem to be, there's enough, I won't say there does not seem to be any, um, that, that the evidence, I'm not saying that the evidence is 100% proven, but um, the predominance, <laughs> preponderance of the evidence seems to point to it being a, uh, an agent of bioterrorism. Okay, so, um, now, I was saying before about how uh, China, communist China, is not allowing uh, other countries to take Chinese DNA from people in China. And um, even though, yes, there is a flaw to that because there are Chinese people living in other parts of the world, but um, still, uh, saying that they aren't going to do that would lead um, other countries to believe that um, they're, they're, the fact that they don't want to cooperate um, is not, you know, would, would um, make people believe that they are trying to gather something nefarious for themselves that they don't want other countries to have. Um, now, there have been people who, before coronavirus, there have been some people who have said um, that, that biological weapons don't work although there certainly have been examples um, of some in the Middle East, for example, that did work, but never at the, to the extent of coronavirus. And that, um, of course, has crippled the United States and many other countries, and that is what Communist China is looking for. So, um, so this uh, Gordon Chang, the columnist and author, 
uh, who's an expert on China, is also trying to uh, tell us to wake up and to prevent China from getting any more American DNA. I mean, can you imagine, uh, you know, if they particularly, if with all the American DNA that they already have, um, if they developed a, uh, a biological weapon, some disease worse than coronavirus, and particularly um, sent it to America, targeted America and Americans. Um, the other thing that is really kind of an interesting way of looking at this is that um, there was a, in 1984, the C Communist China signed the Biological and Toxin Weapons Convention Treaty. Um, which prohibits them or anybody else who signed this treaty from developing, producing, or stockpiling bio or toxin weapons. Now, it doesn't seem like, you know, the United States may not be holding to that either. Um, and presumably we signed this treaty. I, I don't know about that. But in any case, China signed the treaty and they are obviously going against um, what they agreed to in the treaty. So what's interesting, though, is that unlike nuclear weapons, this treaty didn't allow for inspections. So, I mean, not that uh, the inspections of nuclear weapons have been really getting to the bottom of it either, like we have seen in Iran, for example. Um, but, I mean, that they were hiding the extent, the progress that they were making in their nuclear weapons. I'm talking about Iran, because they were just trying to say that it was they were using uh, nuclear power just for peaceful uses, which of course is a lie. But in any case, in this um, bio, bio, uh, biological toxin weapons convention treaty, there was apparently no provision made for inspections. You know, of course, it's a little harder, presumably, to inspect bioweapons than it is um, nuclear reactors and so on, but still. Now, the Chinese um, media first reported their intention to construct a national DNA database in 2017. But um, a think tank in Australia just released a report that shows that this um, operation to collect DNA has been working, has been going on for several years, not just, it didn't just start in 2017. And in China, they've been collecting um, DNA from men as well as school-aged boys across the country. And they're telling, you know, they, their reasoning for this, what they're saying about it is that this is, will be a database that is helping them track down criminals. But, um, but basically, it's part of their social control operations. And I was saying something similar to that before. Um, so, now, now, um, even assuming that this was a bio, a weapon of bioterrorism, the coronavirus was, and it was developed in this virus lab in Wuhan, um, if it, it obviously didn't go according to plan 100%. I mean, yes, it was very toxic, very uh, strong, killed a lot of people, but it also killed uh, some people in China itself, and it um, not destroyed, but uh, 
you know, ruined to some degree various industries in China. So in other words, they suffered from the coronavirus as well. So if the plan was to make this a bio, biological weapon uh, and just send it to the U.S. or other countries, then um, they, you know, oops, <laughs> somehow it got into China as well. And that might have been, you know, the what I was talking about before, how that was one of the theories that it was sort of inadvertently um, brought to the market and therefore Chinese people got infected by it as well. Um, now, what does this mean for us? Um, well, it's, uh, what is America going to do? Are we gonna be following these? Are we gonna be heeding these warnings of these two people who I have just been talking about, uh, telling us you know, to be careful and to not give any more DNA and so on? Uh, are we going to be following these recommendations or are we going to ignore them? Are we going to just pretend that China is, really is our BFF after all? Now, the problem comes if, um, <laughs> and I say if at this time because it still hasn't been officially um, designated and hopefully it won't be, um, I mean, what I'm saying is the United States elections are still up in the air. It's not over till the fat lady sings. And I am certainly hoping that, I mean, it is so obvious. There are so many instances of fraud, whether it's bringing in boxes of ballots all in the dead of night after they told the people in the poll uh, area to go home and they pretended there was a water leak in one of the states. And, um, and then they brought in all these ballots. And then another way of cheating had to do with Dominion, the uh, computer programming. Um, and there were other ways of, oh, there were there are, there are affidavits upon affidavits of people uh, reporting how they were told, like for example, in post offices, they were told um, to throw away certain ballots or that in other places they were told to predate the ballot so that it could be counted instead of if it came too late um, to be counted. There, there are you know, affidavits of poll workers um, talking about how they were you know, made to cheat or told to cheat uh, so that Biden would win. So right now, um, although he, the media and Biden, Joe Biden, like to call themselves, like to call him president-elect. He is te technically not president-elect. Uh, there are still days to go, not a whole long time, but there are days to go, and hopefully um, this will probably end up in the Supreme Court. How however it happens, hopefully there will be enough Americans who realize that if this election is allowed to conclude, you know, allowed to be considered um, that it was honest, um, then there is no hope for future elections in the U.S. because this kind of fraud um, will go on, will continue to go on. So it has to be stopped now. And if it isn't, and we have Joe Biden as president, uh, and with a, his son Hunter Biden, who um, is basically a psychopath. <laughs> I know that's, oh, that's bad. I said that. <laughs> but really, what else would you call it? He is a liar. He had his, um, his uh, computer. I, am, I, I feel totally uh, at ease saying this because his computer has been found 
And there are emails upon emails upon emails with foreign countries, particularly China and the Ukraine, where Hunter Biden uh, has been making deal, had been when, when Joe Biden was vice president under Obama, uh, his son Hunter was making all kinds of deals with foreign countries. And as I said, particularly China and the Ukraine and to, to get himself on their payrolls and to, um, and to just, you know, profit from uh, introducing these people to his father. Now, why did these people want to be introduced to his father uh, while the father was vice president? You know, not just to get his autograph, or not even to get his autograph, perhaps, unless it was on signing a contract of some sort, but it was primarily to influence uh, Joe Biden as vice president and, and Obama as president. And so if Joe Biden is, does become president of the United States, we are going to have a very compromised situation because um, these, particularly, let's keep it with China for today, um, there can be blackmail attempts. You know, the Chinese know things about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden um, that would, they, the rest, they, that, that Hunter and Joe would not want to get out to the rest of the world or to Americans for that matter. Um, this undermines US national security. Uh, it, uh, it, at the very least, it influences improperly American foreign policy. You know, are, is Biden going to feel like he has to be particularly nice and, and um, favor China um, because of the things that they are holding over him, what they know about him and his son? So, uh, and these emails that were found, neither Joe Biden nor Hunter Biden have disputed that these emails are authentic. So we have a serious problem here. And um, that the first thing would be to try to uh, make sure that these elections get investigated, not just so that Trump becomes president again, but so that um, and so that Biden doesn't become pre president, but if for lo the longer term to make sure that elections, uh, I'd like to say, keep Americans or make American elections honest again. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at terrorismforkids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.